0: hey hey everybody we are back with another episode of boss your business and i'm really excited that my birthday sister is joining me today because we actually have the same birthday that's right Vanessa Cabrera is my fellow NLP master pack birthday sister and badass that's that's all i have to describe you right now
1: (laughs) i love it i'll take it
0: um
1: Tell the audience, who are you? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> First of all, Evie, I'm so psyched to be able to hang out with you today. I was we on Evie that's right. a when we went live. I was like, all right, what do I got going on last night? I'm like, oh, I get to hang with my girl Evie. That's how I roll, right? Um, what's up, you guys? Super excited to be here and hang out with my girl Evie. My name is Vanessa Cabrera. I am a master certified NLP business coach and award-winning social media marketing strategist. I am a single mom to my, how old is he now, Lord help me, eight-year-old son, Matteo. Um, and this is what I love to do, man. Like I check out my schedule and I'm like, Psh, what am I doing? I'm like, I get to oh, hang yeah. with TV today. So yeah, that's me. So you
0: help your clients own your awesome. There is there is a lot that has happened in your life over the last few years. Let's yeah. start in the beginning. How did okay. you get here? How did how did Vanessa become Vanessa of today?
1: <laughs> That's a loaded question. All right. So I
0: like asking loaded
1: questions. I love it, though. Why I people know.
0: come to listen.
1: I know, right? I'm like, who? All right. Well, if we're talking about, you know. How I became an entrepreneur and a single mom and just became Vanessa career of today. Um, I have been, damn, I've been an entrepreneur and owning my own business for 11 years. That just blows my mind to say because, damn, it has gone by quick, right? Um, and I was working a 9 to 5 typical, getting paid a lot of money and hated every freaking minute of my job like a lot of people do, right? I had the Sunday night blues. I was working in a very male-dominated industry. I was freaking miserable of, I can tell you stories, but like, you know, guys hitting me on time. They're not taking me seriously. They think I'm a little girl who likes to play on Facebook, right? Until I got, I know all that shit. Um, Until I got 3,000, avid followers, real-life customers, to start following us on Facebook. And then the big boys were like, oh, shit, she knows what she's doing. I'm like, yeah, mofo, I know exactly what I'm doing, right? So um, I started doing, like, a side gig, and I completely forgot I was doing this, Evie, the shit that we forget, right? But I only know this because my tax guy's like, no, you've been in business for 11 years. I'm like, but my son's eight, and I started them both. So I guess I was doing, like consulting on the side. And I knew this is what I wanted to do full time. So I was planning on leaving, but unfortunately I lost my job. And at that same time, I found out that I was pregnant. And when the father found out that we were expecting a child, he also bailed. So there I was, I had, I know. <laughs> I still can't believe when I tell this story, I'm like, did that shit really happen to me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my world was turned upside down within literally like two weeks. I had no job, no money, no insurance, pregnant, and completely alone. So, that's and for how I my European
0: listeners, that means a lot in the states. I'm like, there is not much of a of a social safety net over here. Let's be honest. Yeah, Germany, this whole thing would be a little bit different. You go on unemployment, you still got your healthcare and everything going on. But oh, this is really?
1: Like, that would have oh, been great. Yeah. No, not
0: here. I'm like, you have, you have your health care. You have social health care over there. Um, you are not paying thousands and thousands of dollars just to deliver a baby. I mean, we could take this in a whole nother story. We will not go there. This is Vanessa's <laughs> show today. This is not talk about health care in the States. Huh? No. But yeah, I'm like for my European listeners, guys, this is this is a full on smack over the head. There is there is barely any safety net. There's barely any security. You don't have somebody that that's there for you. You don't like. Yeah, I'm like considering you don't have an income. That also means you are way under the the general income bracket, which means you at least you qualify for um, Medicare
1: that whatever it's a shit show. Let's just it put it It was a shit show. <laughs> it was a shit show back then. Yeah. And so um, rather than look for a job, I just went for it, man. I was like, if I don't start this business now, I'm never going to do it. And that's just something I knew internally. I just, there's no other way to say it. I just knew in my gut that I'm like, bitch, if you don't do this now, you're never going to do it.
0: And I think that's, that's one of the things that I have seen often being an issue quote with side hustle. Love, love me a side hustle. Don't give me wrong, yeah. but most of them do not turn into a full-time business till they have to.
1: Till they have to. Yeah. Yeah. where right. I'm
0: like, okay, guys, I get it. But it's like, when we have that security of there is an income, no matter how much we hate it, it's still, it's safety. It's, we know it talk about NLP it's it's the known it's it's not going out of your comfort zone it's often enough we we stick with something that we might not like but we stick with it now I'm not saying Vanessa would have done that if she wouldn't have gotten fired I'm just saying this is one of the common struggles that I see with people wanting to turn their side hustle into a full-time hustle we are often enough too comfortable in what we have, no matter how less we like it, yeah, to sure. really take that dive into the complete unknown and just go for it.
1: And yeah. I think also
0: trust ourselves to do it.
1: yeah. So I had to kick in the ass literally. I had to ke- get my ass kicked handed to me in order to go multiple times all in, in multiple yeah. ways to go all in. Yeah. So that's how I actually started my uh coaching business
0: and I'm like I I admire every mom out there especially single moms and you've Mm -hmm. done the whole giving birth and doing all of that while building the business I'm like my head is off to all of you because I'm already overwhelmed just taking care of the dog yeah um but yeah we have we have we gotta love some tongue twisters we all (laughs) got our own um struggles and things we are going through so if you listen if you are listening or watching again, yes, there is a lot that I admire in in single moms, in moms in general, that are handling all of this. I know moms that are running a business and have five kids running around. And I'm like, I don't know how you do it. I know,
1: me too. Don't I, I internalize, internalize this. All. I'm
0: like, listen, listen to Vanessa. She's like, she's looking at five moms the same way as I do. We all have our own struggles. We all yeah. have our own things that in the everyday happen. So as much as my head is off to you, don't guys don't take this as, oh my God, they're better than me. We are, we all have our own struggles and and trying to make everyday work and right. become better every
1: day. Right. Yeah.
0: Um. So that was about
1: what? Eight years ago. He's eight. Something well, like that. According to my tax guy, Like I said, (laughs) who's been doing my taxes? He's like, I've been doing your business taxes for a long time. So yeah, I celebrated in January of this year, 11 years um, in business. And so considered I actually started my business full time when I was pregnant. If you do the math, it's probably like nine years that I've been in business like full on. So
0: how how has business and Vanessa changed over those nine years?
1: Oh man. A lot. <laughs> and the first half, you know, of starting a business, you don't know what the hell you're doing. You just don't. I did you spaghetti at the wall. At Completely. Hours. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was putting one foot in front of the other. I worked my ass off those nine months, right? Um, and so I was just figuring shit out the way most entrepreneurs do, right? Um, and so for the first year or two, I was known as the email marketing chick. Um, I loved email marketing. It's how I got introduced to marketing. And I just loved the whole thing. I loved the creativeness about it, all of it, right? And so I was doing people's newsletters, right? I was doing it for them. And I, it was doing very well. I was doing very well the first two years. A lot because I then partnered with Constant Contact early on. This was way before affiliate marketing, this was way before any of that. It was called a partner program. I was oh, using yes. it in my company for years. A lot of people didn't hadn't even seen an email marketing campaign until I started doing them. And then people just started asking me, they're like, Vanessa, how are you doing this? What are you using? Da, 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 da. So I was already consulting people and showing them what I was doing, right? So for the first two years, that's what I was doing. And so that partnership with Constant Contact was huge. And so that led to like speaking gigs, like Vanessa, can you go speak here? Can you go speak there, right? Um, And so my business took off because I was doing people's campaigns for them. And on top of that, selling Constant Contact through these webinars, seminars, speaking gigs I was doing and getting a very nice rev share that doesn't exist.
0: (laughs) <laughs> anymore. Oh God, yeah. I remember so the, those old days. I was oh, the good old days, man. contact in the beginning and then they completely changed. And I'm like, how How about you take that knife out of my back? Oh, wow. oh man, that was a good old days.
1: Uh-huh. So for the most part in year two, like I was smooth sailing, like the rep that I was getting from cons contact was paying my mortgage. And I was like, oh, well crap, I could do this all day. This is easy because I didn't feel like I was selling. Because I loved email marketing. I loved constant contact. I could talk about it all day. I loved it. And so they loved me because I was bringing in all these new customers and whatnot. And then finally, the business started growing where I was like, I needed more help. And it was kind of the fork in the road if I wanted to become an agency or not. So I was like, I need to hire like VAs to start taking care of some of these campaigns and whatnot. And finally, I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do people's emails anymore. I barely had time to do my own. Right. So then social media started to take off and I started loving that. I just really understood social media very intuitively early on. I was like, wait a minute. So if you post this, this person can see it like this bulb. Blah, blah, blah. Like I just I understood it. I got it right. Got the memo. Um, So then I switched to social media marketing and people were asking me for my advice and I was doing, you know, campaigns for them and they were extremely successful. I remember doing like hashtag contests on Instagram back in the day and they got all these new followers are like, holy crap, Vanessa. Right. And so it was a lot of fun. I loved it. Right. Um, And so I was doing people's social media, not their emails. And then eventually I came to another fork of the road and I was like, I don't want to do this for anybody else but myself. I just want to consult. I just want to coach. And so that was a scary ass transition. (laughs) Right. But what I've learned is that you have to take these scary ass risks. You have to jump. Right. That's what entrepreneurial is all about. And so the what I've learned in my journey is that the more risks you take, the faster you will see success the faster that you will find the path to where where you're supposed to be or where you want to go right um and then so from there i started working with coaches i started to invest in my business you know you don't know what you don't know and yeah. one thing i'm really i appreciate and thankful that i decided this even though it was scary as hell that i've always invested in high end coaching i just I want to work with the best, get me there fast, let me know what you know, how are you doing that? How are you landing these high-end clients? Um, And I've never looked back and that's made all the difference in the world.
0: Now, question of mine, because that has been a conversation behind the scenes a lot between me and some of my peers. How do you make a decision on who to bring on
1: as a coach? Mm, I love that question. So now, in this day and age, I think that number one, the coach that you work with has got to have receipts, right? Show me the results that you've gotten from your clients, right? Maybe four or five years ago, you could have gotten away with, you know, I can help you get this and I can help you get that, right? And having a landing page. You know, a lot of followers da, da da, very impressive smoke and mirrors kind of stuff. Now you can't get away with that shit anymore. Not in my book. Anyways, show me the receipts. I could give a shit if you have a website or not. Let me see what you've done for your clients. So that's number one for me and how I decide who I work with is that she's got to get results for her clients. That's number one. And then number two is how I decide who I work with is that I follow her on social media. Right. And I see if I connect with her. If I vibe with her, if I if she, you know, brings me in, if I connect with her, and then I have a conversation and decide. That's it. Right? That's it. Like I need a coach who's going to kick me in the ass. That's how I am. That's how I roll. You can ask my clients, right? Don't come to me with excuses telling me why you didn't do this and that. I won't have it. Right. Um, and so every coach, I believe, needs a coach. And so I look for specific things in in coaches who's not going to put up with my bullshit. It's going to hold a mirror to me and being like, Vanessa, that's a bullshit excuse. You can do this, that, and the other, etc. So that's how I've chosen my coaches.
0: Love it. Yeah, it's been a lot behind the scenes conversation going on. Um, because I'm like, the, the coaching industry has exploded. There's a lot of people out there that think that they know what they're talking about. And I do believe they think they know what they're talking about, yet they don't and they don't deliver on the promise, or they're not even quite sure what they're promising. Those, those are always interesting.
1: So, yeah, there's got to be some it. confidence with yeah. it too. You know, like you can't, like I always tell my clients, it's all about confidence and being 100% congruent and knowing that you're the expert in your field, no matter what field you're in, and that you can deliver on what you say that you can deliver, right? If you're not 100% confident in yourself, when you go post on social media, they can smell the bullshit. They can see right through you. They can, right? That's why- Anybody clients, asking
0: why I wanted to have Vanessa on the show?
1: <laughs> it's true though. You know what I'm talking about, right? You've seen those coaches and whatnot. And I'm just like, she's full of shit. I know she is. She's, she's. I'm not buying what she's selling. I don't believe her. That's the bottom line. I don't believe her, which I love the hustle. Keep going, girl. I was there. We were all there, right? but I don't believe you. So I'm going to move on to somebody else. So how, how is life nowadays
0: for Vanessa?
1: It's good. It's really good. Uh, So yeah, like you mentioned, shit has changed for me a lot the past. (laughs) Only two years. I always look at the Uh date. I'm like, Jesus, it's only been two years. And a lot has been, as you know, through going through my NLP certification, right? And for me, when people ask me about it, uh, the best way I can describe it going through NLP practitioner was like, I felt like I was awake. I was like, holy shit, I get it. And so I'm never afraid to invest in my business. I'm always investing back in my business. I always put money back in my business, which means making me better, my processes better, right? All the things. And so um, marketing, I had down. Sales, I had down, right? I had to go through all these steps to get to where I'm at. And so I wanted to learn how to be a better coach. Like no one taught me how to be a coach. I just started talking about social media marketing because that's what I knew. I understood it. Right. And so all my clients, especially in 2020, were kicking ass and taking names. But I knew I'm like, man, she could have knocked it out of the park. Like she could have just gone so much further. Right. And I'm like, what could I have said or what could I have done to help her get there? And that's what I didn't have. So when I went through NLP-PRAC, it taught me basically how to communicate. That's the bottom line, right? How to better communicate with my clients so that they understand me, so I can pull out their inner badass. Like, how do I do that, right? And I, I, from my past clients were like, Vanessa, you were already doing it. I didn't know this, I guess intuitively, right? But it just made me better. So since then, my business has skyrocketed. The women that I'm working with are phenomenal. They are dream clients. They are doing the work. And again, like I've always envisioned, are knocking it out of the park. Like I just had one client who landed, who just landed, an $11,000 a month consulting contract for three years. She's like, Vanessa what the hell did you do to me what happened (laughs) like what is going on right and she got it within less than oh my gosh i think less than well it's definitely less than two years of working with me but it was like you know maybe six or seven months people struggle for years with this not knowing what to do and where should i post and and all this stuff and she invested in herself and working with me and that's how it's been going Like they just, my clients just keep hitting their goals higher and higher and surpassing them and going, I had no idea this was possible. And I'm like, oh, just wait. (laughs) So yeah, life
0: is good. So how does all of that has impacted your private life? Because I know you had quite some fun last year. Yeah. And there yeah, is some yeah. changes. I don't I don't even know if that change has finalized yet or not.
1: It has finalized. I haven't announced it publicly, so I'm not going to really talk about it now. But yes, it's finalized.
0: So guys, you're just going to have to check her out. Um, would you share what you did last
1: year? Yeah. So last year, um, I've been sticking with NLP because <laughs> it worked. And I went through master prac training um, and... Evie was an assistant coach and did a phenomenal job. Um, our trainer, Lou, Stephanie Lou, so girl, um, trained us both. And the same thing happened after I was done with prac. I redid my whole business, changed up my business model of my pricing. It was just really clear, right? It was just really clear to me, Evie. I was like, oh, this is how I get there, right? And just head down and focus. And my business took off with prac with MasterPrac, it was the same thing i came back i'm like okay how do i um incorporate what i know into my own business coaching program so i can help my clients faster i know exactly how to help them but that's the trick right get them there faster that's all we want right so the clients i work with they have more money than time right they don't want to watch a freaking course they don't want to watch multiple videos they're like vanessa I need two hours of you. What are we going to do? Tell me what it is, whole mass combo and let's go. Those are the women I work with, right? Cause they know that they want results faster. Right. Um, so the same thing happened last year after master prac, I redid my business pricing, the whole thing, put it out there and the women I was supposed to work with just showed up. And one was the one that I just talked about. So it's pretty sick. It's badass. That's the joy of being aligned with
0: your purpose and your goal.
1: Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> it's oh, so you. stupid, simple. Like, oh man, where was this?
0: Uh-huh. 11 years ago,
1: right? Yep. Yeah.
0: But I think it's it's also a piece of our understanding and our growth and being ready to receive those lessons and those trainings Yeah, of us spending that time of... Figuring it out, figuring us out. I think that's one of the biggest things where it's like figuring us out.
1: Yeah, essentially what happened in my experience is that I had to go through my own program. The Mm -hmm. same shit I walk my clients through, I had to go through too, right? I had to figure out what was holding me back. I had to figure out my own voice, what I really really wanted to say, (laughs) right? What I really had to say and not be afraid that, you know, of putting myself out there. And this is the inner work, as you know, right, Yep. that matters. It doesn't matter what freaking time you post on social media. It doesn't matter which platform you're on. It doesn't matter if you're live streaming or you got reels down or you're on TikTok or whatever. What matters is how you're showing up online. And that's all that matters. And how you fix that is that you got to look in and be Mm -hmm. like, okay, what is it that I really want? What is it that I have to say? right? Then how can can I show up powerfully online so people know exactly who I am and how I can serve them? And that's
0: why that's the most difficult in this process, I believe, because a lot of people just have been programmed from the child on this. This is what we see you to be. And and we have that perception of ourselves that other people put onto us. And just learning and finding that strength to let it go. It's like the answers are within.
1: Yeah, I'm learning all that shit. But (gasps) half the people don't know that that's what it really is Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that it doesn't take weeks or months to do it. Right. I do this with my class, uh, with my clients in a day. We do it in a day. I demolish all that shit in a day. Let's get a little bit technical.
0: Because I also okay. have a lot of people in the audience that like technical. We already talked NLP, guys. If you if you have no idea what NLP is, go look it up and do <laughs> go me- down that
1: that rabbit hole. Go Google. go down
0: the positive ah. rabbit hole, people, please. I had some people in the audience late, not here in the audience, but online friends of mine who uh, went a little negative on NLP. I'm like, it it all matters how we implement it. So yeah. NLP is not a bad thing a car can kill you too yet you still drive it so as long (laughs) as you work with somebody that uses it to help you it's fine it's it's nothing else than interpersonal communication that's all it is people so you're missing out if you're not
1: do you trigger them when you said NLP? interesting
0: oh there was there was a there was a really now i have to admit Guys, anybody, you get a, you get a uh, look behind the scenes. I had a similar rec- um, similar reaction in practitioner training when it came to timeline therapy because I saw the impact timeline therapy can have. Mm-hmm. Meaning if you potentially use it in a bad way, it can have bad impact. Now learning mm-hmm. it won't because the person you are working with decides if this is true for them or not. But I had a similar reaction in practitioner training where it's like, I'm not doing this. I can hurt people with that. I'm not doing this.
1: Mm. Simply
0: because I realized I can hurt people with that. I don't want to hurt people. What if I don't know what I don't know? We
1: use NLP for good, not for evil.
0: And that's where I went through on, on my initial call with Stephanie of aligning that cleaning that up where it's like, Mm. you are not using it with bad intentions. You are not going to hurt anybody. Right. So I do understand where they are coming from. They're coming from a a position of fear, not a position of support. Yeah. So I get where that, where it's coming from. But you also know when somebody is that strong in their belief at that moment till they are ready to hear a different opinion, there is nothing you can do or say to have any impact on their belief in that moment. But yeah, there, there, there was some interesting... Things I've seen where somebody was really, really coming out of a position of fear. It was it was interesting to watch.
1: Yeah, I especially
0: bet. me having gone through that it, through a similar yeah learning phase.
1: Yeah, I bet. Huh. Um, interesting.
0: So, other than than NLP, what are some general tools and processes that help you do your best job?
1: Um, one of the tools that I have been using for years and that I love is Lead Pages. I have been using Lead Pages, dang, I think for about eight years now, right? And the for those of you don't, who don't know, Lead Pages is just is a tool that helps you create landing pages, right? And so in the beginning, when I didn't have the money. For a fancy ass website or any of that, I was using Lead Pages, right? I'm not a web designer by no means. I'm not SEO expert, none of that, right? But I needed a place to send my clients to. So Leadpages was such a simple tool, templates, whatnot, made me look professional as hell, right? So I've been working with Lead Pages for eight years. I love it. And like I tell a lot of people, you don't need a damn website now, a day's i didn't have a website up until dang near two years ago i didn't need it right i use social media my landing page that's it i keep shit simple i don't like it complicated <laughs> at all so lead pages i love lead pages and then as they started adding on different things you know i had to use a different tool to um take in payments and you know all that stuff and so they now offer the ability to take in payments. So when that came through, I was like, oh, hallelujah. I broke up with the other tool I was using. And so I could just use one tool for my landing page, take in payments, checkout pages, thank you pages, masterclass, register, webinar, the whole thing was there. So I've been, I love lead pages. That's one tool I use. Um, The other tool I've been using is Constant Contact. People are still shocked. They're like, you're still using it. I'm like, yep. I don't like the back of my hand, and I use it to send my emails out. Pfft, that's it. <laughs> don't overcomplicate things. Right. Um, and then the other tool I use is Acuity, which is yep. my calendar. I live and die by my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it is not happen. happening. It is not happening, girl. Right. Nope. So um, I've been using Acuity now for about four or five years. It's how mm-hmm. people book their coaching sessions with me, it's how people, um, book meetings with me it's everything um i it's where someone applies to work with me that's another reason i love acuity is because you can um add an application or survey or questionnaire Um, so when people book a time to talk to me about working with me i have an application that they have to fill out first so it's all there um has reminders you know all of it freaking love acuity so those are really like the three main tools I use, and then eCam to go live.
0: Yeah, love eCam, which is the virtual camera I'm actually using to get in here. So my head is neither too small nor too big <laughs> than Love Ecamm. Genesis.
1: Shout out to eCam.
0: I'm like, and I I used to use Acuity till I had till I signed up for a lifetime deal that works similar. I'm like, I've used Acuity. <laughs> for ages. Yeah. I'm like, if you guys do not have an online scheduler, I'm like, what are you doing? It's 2023. Seriously, you are still sending four and back five emails to freaking just get a half an hour get call scheduled. I know. Can we can we talk about this? No, we are not talking about this. You're going out and getting a scheduler. I don't even care <laughs> what it is. Maybe not Calendly. Not a big fan of Calendly. Their new workflow with the following up is way too much work to just get a freaking reminder out to people that scheduled something. Oh, I don't really? know why they do that way.
1: Yeah, I've never it, worked on.
0: I have no idea. It's it's again a lot of people love it. It's it's a nice scheduler. It's got some nice features, but they move the reminders out into a separate workflow. So you have to set up reminders yourself every single time for every oh time. every single time. I'm someone like, books? who the hell has has the time to set no, all of this up? Just have some standard reminders done and then add the automation of the workflows.
1: Yeah. No, thank you. We
0: like we like things simple. Yeah,
1: things simple. I don't have time for that. (laughs) Vanessa, tell people where can they find you. Um, I roll on Facebook, so feel free to befriend me on Facebook. That's where I go to work every day. It's my favorite social media marketing platform. Um, I also throw down on LinkedIn. That's my second one, but definitely um, feel free to befriend me on Facebook.
0: So guys, you're going to find it in the show descriptions where you're going to have all the links um, for you in there to go find Vanessa. I'll be seeing you soon to catch up for a coffee and all of my audience. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody.